0: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Anime Boomer Podcast. This is episode number seven, coming right on the heels of episode number six. I know normally it takes us like half a month to actually get to the next episode, but Spooky had this wonderful idea, because it is the spooky season after all, that we would go and talk about some spooky, scary anime, video games, and all sorts of other assorted things that go bump in the night. Everybody knows who I am. I'm Gator, the guy that runs the show, the guy that presses the buttons, the guy that takes, like, a week to edit the podcast. The last one, it took, like, three weeks, because it was literally four and a half hours worth of stuff. It's just every episode, every episode with Cody. Love Cody. Cody's great. But for some reason, we just cannot stop talking on Cody episodes. (laughs) it's, it's It's a blessing and a curse. But... (laughs) I've already mentioned Spooky, so let me go ahead and introduce my co-host, Spooky Weep Trash. How you doing, Spooky?
1: Hi, this is the only time of the year calling yourself Spooky is inconvenience when people are trying to find you on Twitter.
0: (laughs) That is true, (laughs) I'm sure all of the trends are dominated by literally everything else.
1: Everyone has a Spooky pun. Everyone's Mm
2: -hmm. copying your aesthetic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm the person who decided to call myself Spooky first. All you guys are just a bunch of posers.
0: Bunch of bunch of imitators.
1: Yeah, wannabe spookies.
0: Our guest for this episode is the YouTuber Mark After Dark. Some of you guys that watch our, uh, the watch my show, have come over from the other show, Killstream. Mark was on there last time I talked to Mark. It was during the Susie Lou copyright striking <laughs> fiasco.
1: Wait, there's lore to this? I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, there, there
0: is lore to this. Uh Mark was <laughs> so was on the show talking about uh how Susie Liu had like copyright struck his video.
2: Yeah. For what? Yeah.
1: Making fun of her?
2: Yes. Actually, That's yeah, funny. it wasn't it like and she tried to claim that I was just re-uploading her material and it was like so heavily edited. Cause like I like if if I could sum up my content, it's like let's plays that are r- like grossly over edited and uh, come out only once a year. Um, and uh, she, she saw her in my video, I guess I was kind of making fun of her, but in like the most like loving sort of like tap on the head sort of way. And she didn't like that. So she copy striked the video and then chaos ensued. And then I think I, I think it all culminated in me being uh, in a, in a call with, tipster uh nicholas diorio and keemstar and not Susie lou but like her quote-unquote lawyer boyfriend
1: <laughs> trying <laughs> to defend big her boyfriend yeah <laughs> he's
2: weird. yeah no and she was definitely there she was like literally in like like behind him like <laughs> whispering shit into his ears like she's walking the dog right now she can't be here for this um that was fun that was a fucking that was great but she gave me back uh she gave me back control over my video so that's all i fucking
0: care about really that's all that really matters on youtube is like hey please don't strike me i i don't want to strike yeah like, just, it, just it, tell it, me just tell me to it, take the video down if you have yeah. to
2: i don't i don't like compromising on like my vision for a video even though they're just dumb like funny like video game edits and stuff but like if she had just been a human being and came to me and said, like, hey, I really didn't appreciate that, appreciate that joke that actually really upset me, would you, like, be so kind as to take it down? And, like, with the YouTube editor, you can just remove sections of your video easily. I would have absolutely done it, but she had to be, like, such a fucking, like, weirdo about it. That's funny. That's exactly.
1: one way of putting it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, one way. That's the kindest
0: way I can fucking
1: <laughs>
2: say <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's saga. That's that was like a whole like month, two months worth of drama. Because so I remember yeah. we covered it on that on uh, the kill stream. Like, I feel like it was a solid two months. There was something going on with with like her copyright striking another video, or her, like her whole like getting kicked off of YouTube for a little while or whatever, yeah. and, and, then and then trying to build her own website.
2: Or, or sorry, anime, like just ba- like, uh, re-uploading episodes of, full episodes of like Bleach and Naruto, and then just kind of sitting there right, with her mouth agape just breathing okay. into the mic, like <laughs> <laughs> like just
1: watching. You should go now. <laughs> uh, who the fuck minutes. is watching this and masturbating to a fucking iris woman and mouth breathing to screaming in anime that sounds like my fucking nightmare
2: <laughs> the amount of sims that were running me down it's like just leave her alone you <laughs> <laughs> she's st- like she fucked up my video like there was no aggression from me like what are you talking about They're like my just queen, leave her alone.
1: My queen susie i live for your anime watching with me it <laughs> It's so sad. I guess it's like the closest thing they have to, like, a girlfriend figure watching anime with them. I wonder... It's so, <laughs> shitty shounen anime on top of it. Like, what the fuck?
0: Oh, god.
1: If you're gonna be trash watching trash, like, at least have a little bit of... taste? I guess? I don't know. I yeah. guess maybe I'm asking too much. Get some people.
0: culture, please. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: At least watch Steinsgate. I mean, come
1: on.
2: Yeah. I watched Death Note with an actual corpse of a woman. That's so much high, more high tier than what they're doing. What? What? What?
1: <laughs>
0: so we're talking about spooky things, right?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Yes, we are. I guess Susie Lou is is fairly spooky. So we're on <laughs> the right wavelength. I, I
1: don't they know say how her forehead never that. ends. because i've had people tell me that i look like suzy lou and i oh no
2: "No, No, that is not but that is really funny that people would say that absolutely not but that's funny
1: (laughs) i guess because we both have like similar face shapes and like the red hair thing going on i do have a pretty massive forehead i will i will yeah but you
0: don't have like a 12 head
1: (laughs) no i don't think so no
0: (laughs) I love it when I also a- look like
1: so- a girl version of Turkey Tom, too. So-
2: oh, God. Yeah, that. I've seen that. That's so funny. <laughs> Holy shit. Turkey Tanya. T- teenage scene kid, Turkey Tom.
1: <laughs> I thought Turkey Tom was a little teenage scene kid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's just dialed up.
1: Uh huh. Just. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so scary stuff so i didn't yes. know i i the first thing i asked mark if he wanted to come in the anime podcast I was like do you do you like anime like, no i asked him that
2: yeah and then and i responded with like some of it <laughs> like i feel like i'm like the least candidate to be on this fucking podcast but no no i mean like i i love i think this is perfect because i love spooky things and in, in anime so like mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk about other stuff too but uh you know I I I'll love to dig, dig into this.
1: Okay. What do you what scary anime do you like watching, Marcus?
2: Uh like actually that's the crazy thing is like I'm I was thinking about this last night like scary anime itself and it's like um <laughs> sorry (laughs) my god who is she
1: oh that's extra terrifying oh no (laughs) (laughs) fucking (laughs) doppelganger it was so weird i actually had to take a second glance at it i was like oh wait (laughs) oh
0: wait a minute is that me (laughs)
1: <laughs> and unironically, I'd wear similar jackets to that band T-shirts. Holy it just shit. it was it was a little bit striking when I first saw it. I was like, oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like the fucking enemy, like the movie enemy, IRL. You're just surfing Twitter and you find like you,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's um... it's literally me. <laughs> I guess I did go to VidCon after all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're there in spirit.
1: <laughs>
2: um. I- like think, thinking about like scary anime i i actually can't recall a whole lot of like really actually like scary anime that i've watched there was one show but like for the life of me i can't fucking pronounce it i don't even know what the english translation of it all i can do is describe it which sucks I, i'm sorry but like i was even trying to look it up but it's um a series of short stories in fact i think every episode is only just like five minutes in length or something they're super
1: japanese folklore stories where it's like scary modern day yeah yeah you just described that and i was like yeah i know what this is (laughs) yeah
2: yeah, because uh i think the the premise to the show or the kind of like intro is a guy comes up in a wagon and like rings a bell and a bunch of kids come running and he's like oh i'm gonna tell you some like scary stories apparently this is something that they do in japan although i don't know if it's they the guy necessarily tells them spooky stories but there's like it's almost like the ice cream man, but like they're selling something and that's the premise. And then it like leads you into the story. And there's apparently several seasons of the show. Um, only season one is good, but man, is it fucking good? Like, uh, I think the final episode to season one, like genuinely made me jump. There's like the fucking best, like it is a jump scare, but it is so earned. um, it's a really great show. I wish I knew what the fucking name was, but it's like, it's so hard to describe. I think it was releasing in like 2016 or something, Mm -hmm. but I can't think of any other really like horror anime other than like, you know, horrifying things happen in like, like Gantz and shit or um, like, uh, I feel like there's horror elements in a lot of anime, but I, I couldn't really think of like just a straight, horror anime it's more yeah. like
0: they they yeah. tend to blend together like a great example is when you look at any list of horror or like supernatural or whatever anime one of the ones that always pops up on the list even though it doesn't feel like it should belong is jojo's bizarre adventure because Ooh. it does have vampires it does have blood and gore it is kind of a horror genre thing yeah they <laughs> i never thought of it that way because it's a shonen oh. hmm
1: they kind of and... forget about vampires when uh I- introduced but you know well, they replaced whatever. the
0: vampires with punch ghosts <laughs> yes
1: yeah. yeah, spooky punch ghosts yeah and then they,
2: they, there's like the one season where they just have the straight up like the alleyway that like takes your soul
0: oh yeah uh However. diamond is unbreakable
2: yeah it's like and that whole thing with like the little girl and the dead dog and stuff like that entire fucking section is just like it feels so i would say it almost feels out of place but like nothing's out of place in jojo it's like because it's
1: supposed to be out of place but it makes sense at the same time
2: yeah it feels like such a genre shift but that's jojo i guess <laughs> it's just constantly sw- like switching genres
0: we went from like spooky murder mystery you know and, and like yeah. ghosts to I'm gonna be the Hokka... I mean, mob boss. <laughs> believe it.
1: <laughs>
0: Fuck. Exactly. I can imagine Jotaro or uh, uh,
2: Giorno. God, What's his Jorno? Yeah, um, uh, run around saying believe it and fucking like arms behind his back running around and shit. How
0: do you say believe
2: it he- in Italian? <laughs> I think you oh, just do it. Please,
1: believe it in Italian. Let's see, credici. Trans-
2: he's running and by the way like his hands are behind his back like he's doing the naruto run but his like fingers are all pinched together
1: and he's making pasta at the same time (laughs) oh no he eats pasta instead of ramen (laughs) oh
2: god oh no
0: (laughs) he's got he's got a bandana but it's got the ladybug on it instead
1: (laughs) oh god
2: (laughs) He's just constantly wearing like a wife beater or like a fucking undershirt that's a so sweaty. <laughs> God.
1: Oh, we just ruined
0: three. part five for everyone.
2: Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs>
1: one one of the cooler things about Aunt, um JoJo in particular, and I guess they also did this with like the Final Fantasy thirteen, was like actually intertwine fashion, like actual fashion magazines and fashion uh brands and had them wear the actual yeah. fashion and i was like that was cool because a lot of jojo's aesthetics is based on italian european fashion models oh yeah so oh, uh, um scary stuff um
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's right um <laughs> i can't think of much uh anime and like it's so hard to i was gonna like try to dodge around junji ito a little bit because like he's so prominent but there was the junji ito sort of what was it like well i guess was like that series that tv show that was really bad but there was like that one-off about um it's like goro or whatever it's called the 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 fish the like machines that attach themselves to fish and like invade like earth and shit
1: oh yeah yeah that one that one was also not very good if i recall.
2: no yeah Mm -hmm. um so there's been that so there's been like attempts at making junji ito stuff but like you just can't fucking beat the the novelization the, the manga is so good
1: i know that they tried adapting spiral I, I saw adult swim advertising it on twitter yes i don't know if that's out or not just yet uh, no, no it's uh, supposed
0: to come out uh, starting in 2022 by uh, production ig in coordination with tsunami i think uh,
2: I'm, a, I'm a little excited but i want to try and temper that because the animation that they showed so far looks like incredible but I, like, I don't know how it's going to translate. I believe in all these people that are working on this. But, like, you know, um, I don't know. It's, it's like when uh, Denis Villeneuve, he's working on, he, like, he did the sequel to Blade Runner. And he's doing Dune right now, which is out and shit. Um, and it's just, like, both those movies, I'm like, I, like these are, like, <clears throat> some of the best people in the industry are working on these, like, intellectual properties. But, like, you can still fuck it up. It doesn't matter if you get the best of the best it can still not translate well and i was like i'm like very worried and optimistic i thought like 2049 turned out really well and stuff and mm-hmm. i'm just remaining optimistic about like um uzamaki and dune because it's like these these are like all these things are kind of like have labels of like it can't be done it just can't be done
1: well the thing with dune is like it's it would have worked better if it was like kind of like a game of thrones situation because to me it like it's series. more of a it's more yeah a, fa- a series it's more of a fantasy <laughs> novel than it is just sci-fi because it's more about these families fighting over power of like the spice and yeah. uh you know and everyone's just like lmao <clears throat> worms sandworms worms but <laughs> sandworms kind of take second president over it because they kind of protect yeah. the spice and like the planet that it's hosted at wow. but it's way more about these families fighting over the power because the spice is essentially like space crack and (laughs) that's a good
0: way to put it Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and there's this weird edit i saw like a leaked clip where um one of the worms like you've seen like in the trailers where the one big worm comes up and is facing um um paul and it's like kind of like like nose to nose with them and then paul points up at it and he says trump that was really weird i don't know why they did that
1: Sorry. what <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know these,
2: these damn SJWs are just fucking up my movies um, we're sorry. going to
1: know. make <laughs>
0: we start how to rock great again
2: believe me <laughs> no I'm just imagining like what they would do like some people would do to Dune um, sorry uh, but like Uzumaki's got that label too where it's just like you can't make this Essentially,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah, I, I like from that from that uh, from that Junji Ito like stories or collection series. One thing that I notice is that like the images have to be just as powerful as they are in the actual source material. And another thing is like, and somebody it's, I think about this until somebody described it to me. I think it was like Super Eye Patch Wolf or something. Um, that the tactile nature of like turning the page like uh, junji ito or reading any kind of horror manga especially but i'd say especially like junji ito is like the reading it off a website doesn't compare to actually owning a physical copy of it because he's designed his panels in a way that like a page turn is a literal jump scare there's like this massive buildup and it's always to a page turn and there's something about actually physically taking turning that page over and being faced with like a fucking like a horrid horrid nightmare fuel is really incredible and it might be just reduced to like a simple cut frame jump scare and like a moving video and stuff and and they're also as animators gonna have to translate like still images like some of these fucking creatures and some of these fucking things and it could be good or it could be really bad. I don't think it can be somewhere in the middle.
1: Well, Mm
0: -hmm. we're talking about uh, that that page turn where you just see something and it just like scares the crap out of you. That makes me think of the book uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark that they made a movie of. Because I remember reading those books as a kid and you'd flip that page and then you'd see like this horrid monster that just gives you nightmares for like a week. Yeah, I love it. It's like every story had a single image. And what it would do is it
2: would prime you and it would just like put all these images in your head and would prime you and prime you with all this this shit and this build up of like, um, you know, this thing and it's coming for the main character and it's getting closer and it's getting closer. And then you're just like it reaches its apex and then you flip the page and the fucking thing in the story is staring you in the face now on like in your hands. It's like it's so perfect it's uh, uh really taking the medium and doing the most with it um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it, it, i think that's incredibly clever and it's something i never really thought of until like recently because somebody else mentioned it
0: it's something that we're losing in the digital age now because everything is scrolling you're scrolling down yeah. and it it i think it just it kind of takes it away a little bit because the other aspect of that is like where you're flipping the page and you see the thing. You know, if you're scared enough, you might close the book or throw the book, you know, and it kind of takes that away yeah. when you're on the computer.
2: Yeah. Um, they, like, there's been those, um, was this like Korean or was it Japanese? It's like those. Um, the
0: scrolling webcom- games where you'd like to yeah, roll down the, uh, the page. Yeah, those web comics. Like kind of animate a little oh, bit.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's one in particular about a lady like following a, a girl. And it's. A, yes.
0: Oh, my yes! God. I remember yeah. that one that scared the yeah, shit a, out of me
2: i have a live reaction because i only start i've only read those recently and apparently they're like quite old or like older and uh yeah i was watching like somebody sent me a link for that and i actually managed to record it there's a video on my channel of like me reacting for the first time over to that that webcomic really fucking good and i love that it it strangles control away from you too it forces you to look um because, yeah, it's very different when you're scrolling on a website versus turning the pages in a book. But that made use of that, like, medium in a really good way. Yeah,
1: and it's not just like a, a typical, years. like, screamer. It's like, you know, like, early 2000s, like, YouTube would just yeah. be like, follow this game. And it'd be like, scream, aha, no, scared. No, yeah. it was a lot more of a build up to it. Because you didn't quite know. Like, there you know there was something following her? Yeah. But at the end, it's like, you get to actually see it. Or it's also I see, like I was the to...
0: Bong Chong Dong Ghost. Yes. That's that's I the was video. also
1: watching, um, like, like it also, like other pieces of animation, like Western is, um, I think one of the best, uh, one of the best cartoons ever made is Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. And even then, it has like scary stuff in it, but it's like, it's so quick and so subtle where it's like if you're watching it on TV versus like watching it, um, like if you could just pause whenever. It's like if you're watching it live on TV, you can't pause it, so it sticks with you a lot more. Because you're like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Yeah, and he's like revealing with the the what's it called, the woodsman? The I think it's called the beast. Oh, yes,
2: yeah. It, it it shows what it looks like for like a frame, and the yeah. The first time I watched that, the best part was like your brain just kind of fills in the gaps, which makes it like just personally scary for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you like yeah, if you're watching it in like um a vlc or some sort of like digital file or something you can just like go back to the frame and check it out and even then it's like oh that's pretty cool but it, it doesn't it takes away from the scary factor
1: yeah because you have to it it's so split of a second where you're like what the fuck did was that like a, a tree man like deer thing what what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> excuse me what that's, the fuck was what- that it's one
2: of those things in animation that we're really not supposed to, like, look at frame by frame, like in-betweens or smears and stuff. It's like <laughs> they're meant to just kind of be there. So our brain just sort of, like, you know, melds it and does its own thing over it. And
0: like stuff. the one frame of porn and Fight Club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. You're not meant to be able to pause it and go back and actually see it. But the, the mm. ba- I love that
2: they're the right it's like it's there for a single frame it's like but you saw it and you know exactly what it was it's like it's there like just long enough I love the kid crying in the fucking theater that's <laughs> <laughs> so funny
1: reminds funny. me of Oni place
2: oh uh, yeah they,
1: where they had like the smelly feet
2: <laughs> <laughs> and they just like put it up really quick
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't think, I don't know if Gator knows what we're talking about. You ever, you know, do you watch Oni Plays, Gator? I've seen the Oni cartoons, but I have never actually watched Oni Plays. Oh god, the animations for Oni Plays are fantastic. I would recommend watching, like, the Sora smelly feet pirate one. It's, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, after, watching. after Game
0: Grumps became pretty cringe, and Aaron tried to, like, yeah. distance himself from everything that he was, I just kind of, like... Too. Yeah, yeah. Lost all the humor. yeah, I just kind of <laughs> fell out of watching a lot of like Let's Plays and stuff because it's just like yeah. it killed it for me. And I say that as someone that likes to play and stream games online.
1: Dude, yeah, Chris O'Neill has like his own like his own sense of humor that's super different from Game Grumps. I'd recommend just I could send you some videos, but it's it. His sense of humor is so much sillier, but it's got like slight edge to it where it's like got that early Newgrounds humor. See, life, i like that humor it's I love it's fantastic that stuff. it's yeah. it's literally everything that's missing from like current gang grumps plus some because they have their own style and editing to it and like their fans are i've never met one like when he plays fan that was an asshole I met plenty of Ingrup yeah. fans that are assholes and weird, but like, like all the actually I mean, they,
2: doxing people and shit, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like all the Oni Place people are fantastic. Like they've always been really nice to me. And I've heard Chris O'Neill is really nice. A lot of those people yeah. are nice, so
2: yeah. <laughs> it, um I, like I know friends of friends and stuff. Um mm-hmm. and, and like no one has a fucking bad thing to say about like Chris or anybody who shows up on those shows and stuff. It's just like, um, he's got a, he's got a like lightning in the bottle. I think in terms of like let's play channels, I think he honestly has like the best I'd say like if second place goes to somebody, it'd be like super mega. They're really funny. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there's just something, I don't know. Like there's just something fucking magical. You can catch like just a random episode or like just like just almost uncut, upload to youtube of like oni plays and there's just something in there that's going to make you laugh
1: or just like oh like my favorite series they've ever done is just like them playing kingdom hearts because i played kingdom oh, hearts God. as an autistic child a lot and they just they just take the absolute piss out of it where i'm just like no one else can no one else can play kingdom hearts ever and make it as funny as they did it's just yeah it's, Perfect. It's like the perfect let's let's play, and I don't really say that very often.
2: <laughs> no, they're, they're like the fucking. There's a scenario where uh, they're talking about Goofy being like an abusive father, and it just makes me like I will fucking quote that forever. <laughs> like, like it's Goofy time. He's like,
1: no, Dad, goofy. No. no. It's funnier. It's it's like oh, it's so great. He's like, oh son, you, little, you have to play it. There's you'll little, you'll. Little f- <laughs> he's yeah, just
2: bullying stop. his son maxine's mom it's like her uh or it's like his girlfriend whatever her name was it's like she's like she's she's mine. and then he invites like mickey over and and he calls him a f- it's like i paid him to <laughs> say that <laughs>
0: that's amazing
2: Maxine, little bitch my little maxi pad Holy shit, I'm like, going to have to check this out now for sure. The,
1: fucking great. Ding
2: Dong goes on like a fucking 10 minute rant about like abusive father Goofy. He
1: <laughs> just smokes just like, smokes in Maxi's face and goes, <laughs> yeah,
2: Blows smoke in his face, Ooh.
1: <laughs> Just being like yeah.
2: an abusive piece of shit. You're the reason Roxanne.
0: the mom left. Uh, <laughs> you are killed her. I <laughs>
2: just no no it's it's fucking priceless. It's I'll fucking gold. do it again. I'll do <laughs> no, it. Uh,
1: it's great. Like it's they have their own like charm that is like impeccable to anyone else I've seen on YouTube. And it's like and I me mean, we're around I assume we're all millennials here, right?
2: Oh yeah. Um yeah. and they um, make constant reference
1: to like our childhood so like a bunch of like nickelodeon shows cartoon shows because that's the same stuff they love and i assume you guys love too but it's and they add that kind of sense of humor to their comedy too and it's it's so it's like the best improv i think i've seen since like whose line is it anyway like it's it's i'm it's that great
2: yeah um and that's kind of like that and i feel like that's what like if i had to say like a uh, let's play has to be a certain way or some shit like obviously they don't have to all adhere to this but i think the formula like what works best is this like kind of riffing nature like i've I've noticed that like um i always call back it's like almost every fucking review channel like all the like nostalgia critic kind of and things that are like it and they um owe like something to mystery science theater 3000 and that's kind of it. It's like you take the material and you just riff with it. You just roll with it and you just kind of poke humor at it. And um, instead, of, instead of just like blatantly ripping something apart, because I think comedy starts to die when you actually genuinely hate something like if yeah. uh, you ever like when, when you genuinely like something pisses you off and you're just kind like of making feminist jokes.
1: feminist type tier com- comedians that are like, I yes, think oh, yes, 2016
0: yeah yeah it's um it's not even fun uh, to make fun of ghostbusters 2016 because it's just no that bad and it just makes yeah. you it's off-putting you're just like uh like
2: yeah um i would like what was it james Rolfe uh was just like i'm not gonna review this because it looks like it's not for <laughs> yeah. me and people got so pissed at him but like yeah he like the sight of it depresses him. He doesn't even want to make like jokes at its expense. It's just like, I'm just sad. Like I, ju- I'm just <laughs> like upset. Like, and he knows he's like, I'm not going to be able to turn this into jokes. Even it's just like, I'm not going to be able to riff on this. Cause I'm just going to be fucking sad while watching this. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. It's like, um, and even though they're like making fun of like kingdom hearts and other kind of games and stuff like that, you get a genuine sense that the, like they don't hate it. They're just kind of, like they're just poking fun at it and mm-hmm. stuff
1: well like they, um, they all grew up playing like games like that too and like i mean it's still like it's that kind of another thing about their comedy that i like it's like they're they do nostalgia in a very specific era like i said like kind of late 90s early 2000s nostalgia which not a whole lot of like reviewer types i guess you want to call it like james rolf types really do that kind of era they just grew up with like the 80s and 90s well, they have more yeah. of a specific time zone where it's like people that are more millennial age or early millennial age can more relate to i guess okay. and it's just it's just uh, it's good it's great <laughs> yeah but uh speaking of let's plays uh we should talk about scary let's plays let's talk about Ooh. pewdiepie and the bridge how do you feel about that mark <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, um i'm believe the first to say that i think he was right and
1: <laughs> wasn't he being uh, a dick actually the guy that hit shot at him
2: <laughs> well no no that like okay actually if we're talking like real game s- strategy and stuff like that like well first off pubg's trash it's a terrible game but like um that bridge is super annoying to begin with and that guy was being absolutely shit. like just <laughs> um so he had a right to get mad it's just I, like he had a he had a slip of the tongue he, had, he he slipped a little gamer in there uh he had a gamer moment
1: sort of happens the gamer to the
2: term. best of us yeah
1: That's the term gamer words come from right it's because he- <laughs> yes
2: that is that is where <laughs> that actually from. is the origin yeah he just had a gamer moment guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean it's true i mean like And then these people were like trying to moral about it, like H3H3. But we don't have to get into that today. What what we'll do is we'll talk about um, the the rise of PewDiePie and like scary Let's Plays and kind of what Mark does nowadays. Yeah,
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Did you take a lot of inspiration from PewDiePie? Watching his stuff.
2: I'm not. um, I was one of the people that missed the whole PewDiePie train up until like recently, probably 2000. 17 was when mm-hmm. i started watching or it was like 2016 or 17 was when i finally actually started watching pewdiepie but like i i did know him as the like plain amnesia and like the funny swede who scream real loud Oh um, <laughs> yeah and like f- fucking the, the barrels and stuff off. yeah bro, um, what are you doing bro bro <laughs> that's an incredible impression that sounds like him oh
0: thank you <laughs> i've watched no, a lot I'm of kidding. PewDiePie. i'm
2: kidding yeah, that actually sounded like him. I thought you had a fucking sound clip. Like, <laughs> there's no way you could have gotten
0: that fast enough. Gator's
1: um, a man with many talents. Oh, An actual alligator with many talents, should I say. Yeah.
0: An alligator yeah. with a posable pose.
1: Yes. I could sit God. on a gaming chair for hours on him. Yeah. <laughs> he just curls up on his tail and sits.
2: <laughs> he has a nice light mist mister that sprays him, keeping him nice and like moist and cool. Uh, <laughs> um i i missed out on the pewdiepie train back in the day and like um like the big three like uh jack markiplier um i kind of missed out on those guys although i respect them all even if like their content isn't really for me i think like all three of those people seem like very genuine human beings which is really a fucking rarity that they're so big and that like normally like there's so many fucking weird shady people on like youtube there's so much like trash humans like on youtube and then th- those three people seem like they're genuinely like decent people even if i don't agree with them sometimes um, yeah
1: i think the thing I, that really sets them apart was because they were so evolutionary that they instead of being clout chasing uh retards as i like yeah. to put it they were the clout they were like the what made youtube youtube back in the I day i am and the so- hype yes yeah. <laughs> they were the head hunches but I, like you know what i'm saying like they they didn't have to like clout and like tear away they just had to like make content and i feel like that's the difference between a lot of a lot of shadier youtubes youtubers yeah. just like. <laughs>
2: they're creating the trends instead of following them um mm-hmm. and uh and, and completely by accident they, like it's it's amazing how they just kind of do whatever the fuck they want and it like always works which is like incredible um because as a youtuber if you if you chase trends you're just gonna have a bad time like you'll eventually end up just making shit that you don't even like or care about like you're just mm-hmm. gonna follow this like what works for the longest time i think when i got my let's play channel off the ground I actually had like, and I won't name names, but like I had a like a, a fucking YouTube advisor, like walk me through what was like the best and what was going to work out and like the things that you needed to do. And there's certain things uh, like that you just have to do. But um, and it really worked for me. And uh, like some of my videos were fucking blowing up, but I realized uh, it, it just wasn't fun. And I can't keep doing this if it isn't fun so like then my videos just started to kind of drop off of it and i started uploading a lot less but then i think Co- Co- like copa happened or copa and that like destroyed my fucking channel because i I placed it under it's like yeah i make some pretty adult jokes i'll mark myself under 18 plus and uh basically my my view count got cut to like 25 percent of what it used to make Oof. it's like and like you can't reverse it either it's just like oh but like, and the stupidest thing is I like, look at my analytics and it says like, there's not a single person under the age of 18 watching me. So I was like, yeah, I'm clear. I am I'm, I'm fine. It's, I guess
0: not. Cause <laughs> that's the trick to the YouTube algorithm is that when you mark that 18 plus, it triggers something in the algorithm that suggests your videos less often to people, even the ones yes. that are actually looking for your videos. So, oh, oh yeah, like, my watch subscribers your aren't getting yours. the
2: Yeah, my subscribers are complaining because they're just not getting any updates and they're not getting my videos. There's people tuning in and be like, holy shit, you
0: uploaded like five times. I didn't notice until I clicked your page. It's like And even the suggestions on the sidebar after they've watched your video. Yeah. Like like it'll maybe have like one video of yours up there and like a hundred videos from literally anyone else. Whereas Mm -hmm. other YouTubers that didn't do that like, most of the top, like, five or six videos are all, like, their content that you haven't watched. Yeah. It's fucked. <laughs> yeah, Because I know but, we're, um... we never marked ourselves uh, on this channel to be, like, 18 plus or whatever. But even then, yeah. like, YouTube just, like, it sees the kinds of topics and the things that we're talking about. And they're like, oh, anime, that's kind of an adult topic, right? Which is weird, because you wouldn't think so. But for some reason... And it does the same thing where it just like doesn't send out because I've I've asked people. It's like, hey, did you get a ping for this? And they're like, no. And I have like nice. another account, like my normie account, that's subscribed to the channel on a different yeah. device and everything, and and I don't get the notification. That's usually how I know when something something is wrong because I won't get the notification on on that device. And I'm like, huh, I guess it didn't send it out to subscribers. Oh well.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: It's great. Love the site. Doing good things. <laughs> we love Susan. Um,
0: You're doing a great job. Keep it up.
2: Yeah. And like to add insult to injury, like the whole COPPA thing only happened because of the Elsa gate, which was like every YouTuber was screaming at people working at like YouTube headquarters to like do something. It's like, you need to stop this. Like, there's, like, rampant, like, pedophilia on this site. Like, do something. And they just refused until, like, it went legal. And they're, like, it's, like, (laughs) punishing us for, like, their fucking mistakes. It's just horrible. Um... Sorry, uh, we were talking about spooky stuff. Sorry, I went on a fucking tangent rant. We're talking about PewDiePie um, in particular. PewDiePie, well, like scary Let's Plays and and like uh, gaming videos and stuff like that. Like that's kind of my bread and butter now is that I realized that um, like Spooktober is a thing that I only do once a year. But um, it's it's really fun. I love playing horror games and I like I genuinely get fucking really scared while playing horror games. I mean, if they're good like I'll be harsh if they're not but um it, I think it's been working out for me better than anything else on my channel and I love it and I love watching other YouTubers play like horror games and stuff at really? least when they're not like it's the really cringe over exaggerated like reactions like this... yeah ow, like, bro, ow, bro, ow, ow. my g- my game is haunted bro bro like, <laughs> like <pasta>. oh shit <laughs> shit it's
0: ben it's ben oh no it's ben
2: Oh no, it's he Ben Brown. He's in he's in my hard drive. He's looking through my files. Oh no, he found
0: my <laughs> he found my private folder. Oh shit.
2: <laughs> oh no, he found my itchy uh <laughs> my oh
0: itchy no. folder. Oh god, anime titties everywhere. Oh no, ben,
1: not that. Anything
2: uh, but that. Bu- oh my god, Ben Ben Drowns is
0: doxing me. <laughs> <laughs> he posted my oh. dick pics to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> Ben drowned is the real pickle man <laughs> oh
2: fuck well like do do you guys actually have any kind of favorite like creepy pasta or something no
1: i do i'm they're sorry mostly, <laughs> I'm they're a mostly girl. bad look I, look I'm a girl I like real horror I like uh true crime shit, so like. Oh, Squidward's eyes were bleeding out of his socket! <laughs> okay, <laughs> the, see, the, and the those are interviews. said, God is
0: dead, God is dead. <laughs> see, those pasta aren't that good. Like, the ones that are, like, based on another property aren't that great. Like, no, I don't think Sonic so EXE is that good. I don't no, think no. Ben Drown was that good. Um, if you see her turn off, the game was kind of neat from a conceptual standpoint, but it wasn't really that great of a creepypasta in general. The ones that I like are more of, like, the the ritualistic side. Um, There was Mm. one where it was about, like, if you're driving on, like, a certain road at night, and you, like, see this exit, and it, like, goes through, like, the- because I kind of like the Holder series, at least at the very beginning, before it became cringe. Kind of like the the SCP before it became cringe. There's this
1: one, like, I really like the aesthetic of liminal spaces, because they do kind of, like, like if you guys don't know what that is if you guys are listening it's kind of like have you guys seen space. like a Yeah yeah have you seen like old abandoned malls like or old abandoned hotels that looks like they smell bad and they have like yeah. really mm-hmm. crappy fluorescent light that that very specific kind of like I feel like I think been here. about
0: it you think about it and you can hear the buzzing of the fluorescent lights in your head.
1: Yeah that's cool to me. I don't like uh, the creepy made out of liminal spaces which is like the back doors. That shit's fucking lame. Oh, you yeah. go through the back door and then there's, there's a creepy monster chasing you and then you go through another door and then there's another creepy monster and then you go through another creepy door and you have to go to the sewers and then there's another creepy monster after. Oh. It's fucking lame, dude.
2: Yeah. It, you don't need a creature there. Just being stuck. Imagine, like, actually, there there was even, it was like, um, I, I think there was like a short film on YouTube um and it was a what do you call it it's like it's actually a machinima so it's actually like all done in a video game but like the graphics look decent enough that it kind of tricks your brain and Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be like chess cam footage of a a police officer who enters a building uh for like a wellness check and then he like i guess there's like just a fucking like portal in this guy's like abandoned like this abandoned house and he like falls through it and he's just like in a liminal space and like that's creepy and he's just walking around it's just endless corridors and hallways yeah and like, that's
1: cooler the, than me than having to give each, go through a door and then you're chased by a monster you but then
2: it, it ends with him being chased by a fucking monster and it's just like oh no it's not good it's like no. just the space alone <laughs> and the 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 emptiness of it and like even just the idea that you might not be alone is enough you don't actually have to play your card you don't have to show anything that's what's mm-hmm. creepy about it yeah uh, um yeah liminal sp- space is is frightening in its own weird way but like um yeah don't don't overdo it <laughs> don't fuck it up
1: it's a, the best part of it is it's subtlety and it's like the whole like nostalgia of like i feel like i've been here too because i yeah. feel like you've been in those old crappy hotels or you've been in like weird spaces but they're all empty and it's that kind of familiarity but also like unease they bring to you that i it's i like that i like that touch of reality but most of the time creepypastas are like and then my computer could started bleeding Ooh. yeah <laughs> it's uh, th- fucking lame
2: <laughs> I, I think technically that falls under the uh description of um uncanny the uncanny valley or yeah. like that um because it takes something familiar and alters it in a way where it's like, it's, it's like, cause I think the root word was like German. It's like unheimlich or something, which is like, um, it means home, but like threatening. It's, it's like the idea of something that is supposed to be safe and familiar, but is wrong in some way. It's, it's like tainted. So like, Those images of like, don't you remember this? And it's like a school and it's like a hallway of a school or something. And your brain goes like, you were here in a weird way because it looks so familiar to like the school, the school hallways that you used to walk. But there's just like something off about it. It's not a real memory. It's not a real place. It's like things like that and it tricks your brain and it like kind of frightens you. It kind of scares you in a little weird way. And there's, and there's nothing inherently frightening about it. That's what's so like, yeah. great about it.
1: Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head. And you can imagine the smell too. It probably smells yeah. like mold. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that musty ass and the fucking fluorescent buzz. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's got some... You can picture the texture. You feel, your brain fills in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And that's what's scary about it, because it's it's personally scary to you.
1: Mm-hmm. I I really like that, but yeah, I don't know. So creepypastas, creepy pastas. I just I mean, everyone wants to be like H.P. Lovecraft, and they're shit. <laughs> they're fucking shit at it.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, just going through the uh, the list of like classic uh, creepy pastas on the uh, the Creepy Pasta Wiki, like I see some of the ones that I remember. Like uh Candle Cove is probably one of yeah. the most famous cuz it spawned that uh television series on Sci-Fi uh Channel 0 where they went through like four different creepy pastas and kind of like took away the essence that made them what they were yeah. and hollowed them out for television. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what's really cool though? I really like ARG's. They're done well. I love ARG's. Cool. Uh
0: did you do the yeah. one for Halo the I Love Bees?
1: No, but I watched, um, she's like my, one of my favorite YouTubers ever, she, her name is, um, At- Atrocity Guide. Hmm. She's fantastic. She went through the story of it, and her voice, and the way she has it narr- like, the way she narrates is just perfect, but, like, yeah, I- I think that they're very clever, especially if they're well-written, and, like, you have to, like, get people's attention in a way that it's not super obvious. So it's getting that initial people's attention that I find really interesting in the way he progressed through his story. I really like him.
0: Yeah. What was that one that was on YouTube that was really popular? It was uh.
1: Oh yeah, Lonely Girl Fifteen. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah.
0: That was it. Yeah, that was an interesting. Was... That was an interesting ARG conceptually. Uh, Marble Hornets was another one that I oh, remember yeah. that really kind of like brought Slenderman and made him like infamous on the internet.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: it is funny how
2: those guys were just like a couple of guys who got together and wanted to make like something inspired by Slenderman. like Slenderman's already a thing but i think they really like those guys alone almost cemented like the entire fucking lore behind Slenderman.
0: yeah uh, in a weird way and it was just like a thing he was just a, a post on something an awful image.
2: and just an image yeah. uh, w- which is kind of fucking incredible when you think about it and everything else that came after was just kind of like imitation it's really weird how an adaptation of something turned out the way it did and then the fucking uh, it's so funny i, I they came up with the slender man movie and the cast <laughs> from marble hornets went to go watch it and they were just like Ooh, what the fuck like they're so like disappointed and they're like and they tried oh to do some things God. that yeah <laughs> Uh, they're, they're, and they're embarrassed they're like they tried to like do shit that we came up with and it just did not work like they were taking bits of like the lore that they came up with and whatnot and tried applying it but like absolutely stumbled and like spilled their spaghetti everywhere <laughs> it's, it's like being good. george
0: lucas and walking into the new disney star wars and being like what have they done to my baby <laughs> oh my baby Like what have you done? What have you done?
1: That's another thing Chris O'Neill does is a great it's a great George Lucas and his his George Lucas just sounds more like a whiny baby version. He's like Yeah, he's just like
2: I want Jar Jar. I want Jar 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 to be a Jedi.
1: Uh, oh yeah. I'll I'll have to send you some great Oni cl- plays clips after this skater. and you could just binge watch it. It's great. For
0: sure. I-, I love having something on to listen to while I'm like grinding through Destiny 2.
1: I I have to keep Oni Plays on every time I wake up in the morning as a routine because I'm just like I need something to laugh at and keep on as I'm waking up in the morning because I just I'm not looking forward to work. So it just gets gets me going, you know? But um Speaking, let's see, of movies. What's your favorite Halloween movie?
2: My favorite Halloween film?
1: Mm-hmm. Like something that you keep on or in the Halloween, or maybe multiple films that you just get you in the Halloween spirit.
2: I like uh, um I'll, I'll just have to like Rolodex through them. Um The Thing for sure. Um is a good choice.
1: I love Among Us. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <sus>. <laughs>
2: derailed just derailed
1: <laughs>
2: uh, that's my favorite movie among us <laughs> um uh actually uh uh what's it called uh Trigger treat is a uh, great Ooh, i, I love the- great i i'm a huge fan of anything that's horror anthology so i really like the vhs series i actually did a fan edit where i took like the best um the best tapes or the short stories and then compiled them together from like the first two films because like unfortunately some of those films are not good like some of them are just like actually fucking bad so I ended up taking like the best ones and then making its own film Um I'm actually going to be watching that with the patrons later today Uh that's why I like I'm like my time schedule and stuff but uh so VHS series pretty good it's kind of it's a it's a mixed bag um but it's it's good when it's really good specifically the tapes called amateur night which i think is the very first tape in the very first film and then a play uh, a tape called safe haven that's the last tape from the second film are like hands down some of the greatest short horror films i've ever fucking seen like genuinely fucking terrifying um the the especially that first one amateur night it is like and they have to come up with a clever way of like it's all found footage so it's like they have to come up with clever ways in which the this is all being filmed it starts off with like a bunch of frat guys and they're basically gonna go hit the bar on like a saturday night get a bunch of girls drunk take them back to a hotel and have sex with them but the guy has spy glasses on that has like a tiny like little like SD card in it and it records everything that they're doing and it just looks like normal glasses. And so they're going to record it and make amateur porn and stuff like that. And I don't know what of whatever they're going to do whatever the fuck they want with that later. But that's the, that's the premise, but they go out to the bar and the guy who's wearing the glasses is kind of like out of his element. He's kind of like, these are his friends, but he's like, they're kind of clearly like using him. He's kind of like nerdy. And this girl like gets really attached to him. And the guys see that and they're just like, yeah, you should come back with us. And it like, without saying what happens next, is like there's something very severely wrong with this girl. And like, and they get like back to the hotel room and it gets really fucking crazy. But you should definitely see it if you haven't seen it so far. It's it's fucked. Um it's I I love i think short form horror or short film horror films like especially because i think um even actually this is my criticism with a lot of fucking horror games too is that you spend too much time in this world or in this horror setting and it starts to become dull like you need to get in um you know even if it's a slow burn horror film like uh you can't be in that for too long and i think sometimes horror films actually the biggest problem is that you're just there for too long even an hour and 30 minutes is like too long in the setting sometimes Mm -hmm. and that's what i love about short horror films and anthologies especially because also there's a thing that you'll notice though like anthology is that the characters are completely void like in the sense that they can die And the ending could be that every character just dies because they can take that chance because there's like this sunken cost fallacy that comes with watching a full length feature film, where if the ending is that all the characters die, you go, oh, what a piece of shit, what a ripoff. But if you watch like a 30 minute film where all the characters die in the end, you go, wow, that was pretty good. That was ballsy.
0: Right. Well, especially if they really get you invested in the characters. Like I remember Trick or Treat. You know, each was mm. kind of like a a individual story, but yeah. it was all set in the same town, in the same little part of the town, and all the yeah, characters in the same like night. <laughs> yeah, all in the same night. All the characters like crossed over with each other, so it it kind of gives you that a little bit more emotional investment. So when like characters die, you're like, oh, that was cool. Yeah,
2: um, I I think that that's why I really like Trick or Treat because it may be like the antithesis of anthology horror and like short form horror because it still has that connecting thread story and actually you'll notice that if you watch like the vhs series um it tries to connect all the films in some weird way it's bad it's not good it's like it's an attempt it's literally just like with the first film it's a bunch of people break into a house and there's a dead guy sitting in front of a bunch of tvs and there's a bunch of unmarked vhs tapes and then They start playing them and when the movie stops, like the tape stops, like the short horror film, it cuts back to the main plot and they're slowly getting killed off, the people in the house they're slowly getting killed off one by one and it turns out, the guy in the chair he's a zombie, oh no! And Mm -hmm. like, it's not good, it's like (laughs) it's like you know, there's an attempt and I I like that when they try to at least connect all the tapes in some way or there's some sort of like cohesive narrative but um, sometimes it can hurt it can hurt the film and and stuff but like hollow or or trick-or-treat is like perfect in that and then it's like it's a cohesive story but it's like these little vignettes that are happening with individual characters and um they all connect in some way like like one one character who's like a villain in his own little vignette gets his comeuppance in a completely different storyline it's like it's crazy i love it oh yeah you mean the uh
0: the what was he the, the principal the dad or
2: whatever? yeah yeah the principal dad or like that who's like a secret serial killer. killer yeah and he's talking to his son it's like this is how you kill a person son and this is how you bury the body and he's like it's really weird and then that story ends and then another picks up and then he shows up and like i don't want to spoil too much in case people haven't seen this movie but like um some horrible thing comes about and it like kills that person <laughs> it's like holy shit and like you didn't expect that character to show up in the other story even really though you didn't all... expect them to get like immediately murdered yeah <laughs> yeah and in fact actually him showing up in the plot makes you afraid because you know he's a serial killer by this point and you're like oh no he's gonna kill somebody else he's gonna kill like another character probably because now they're he's in like somebody else's story and like that fucking twist is so goddamn good where like the hunter becomes the hunted it's so fucking great
1: mm-hmm.
2: i love it yeah for halloween i love watching trick-or-treat
1: and this is kind
0: of the problem with a lot of like modern horror movies is that i, I see they're i love the original i love the original <laughs> saw yeah. But Saw has completely ruined the horror genre, because every horror movie now goes for cheap pops, rather than, like, the more, like, emotional sort of, uh, like, atmospheric horror. That's why I liked, um... God, what is that movie? The name's escaping me. Where it's like, Mm -hmm. you don't make a sound, or whatever. Uh, Oh, uh, Quiet Place? Quiet Place, yes! That's why Quiet Place is so great, because it takes that atmospheric horror... And dials it up to 11. Like it's, cause you're in the theater watch and you really, I feel like the best way to watch it is in the theater because you're like there yeah. and there's like, it's just so quiet in the theater. You like the only thing you can really hear is like the air conditioning. And then it's just like this, this, when you hear the sounds, it just hits you. And when, and then everything just goes to hell. It's so good. And the, the second one was also really good too. It wasn't as good as the first, but rarely are the sequels well, that's another huge thing
2: with horror films is sound design is king really over almost anything else and that um i've noticed that horror films are so much more effective with a good sound design and that movie was like especially like um let's take that to its natural conclusion we're like the most threatening thing in this movie is any noise whatsoever and so your heart
1: just sinks whenever you hear it like a
2: no. yeah yeah because you'll even notice that with regular horror films where there's too much soundtrack. I fucking hate the intrusive <laughs> soundtrack <laughs> yeah <laughs> like somebody somebody literally taking their cat's claws and running them down violin strings or some shit. It's like as a soundtrack, and like that might work in some films, but like it gets so old so quickly um and you'll you'll notice in horror films it's like it'll be so loud and heavy with the soundtrack until. The jump stairs about to happen and, and then the, everything cuts and everything's quiet and there's not a sound and then it hits you. But that quiet a place is it's all fucking quiet. So you don't know what to expect, and you're on guard almost the entire fucking sit-through, which is really clever. I actually like that. Speaking yeah.
1: of atmosphere, um, one of my favorite atmospheric games is Silent Hill. Oh,
2: yes. Yeah. Oh fuck
1: yeah. There's a uh, so- there's nothing quite like silent hill when that's why it was so special when it first came out i'm sure there. i mean there's other video games that tried you know recapturing it but they were like the, these japanese small group of japanese developers were like let's make a game that's not just like because their direct competitor at the time was resident evil right and resident evil like it's yeah. a horror game it's more of an action game that's let's be for real um yeah. so their direct competitor was this big action game and pew pew go shoot shoot and they're like this medium especially because it was so new with like um everything being 3d and you could walk everywhere let's just make a super fucking creepy ass like almost like a liminal space in a way (laughs) if you want to compare it to that silent hill yeah where it could be literally anywhere in america and it's just covered with fog and you can't see in front of you and you just know that this guy's looking for his daughter and yeah. everything's off when you get there
2: that that there is i don't know what it is about especially when like the japanese it isn't even just specifically the japanese but like um because i've seen other like asian cultures do this too although it's like almost always asian cultures but they get they have this huge obsession with like um americana like american culture and they come over and they'll spend like a month in the Pacific Northwest or some shit. And then like, that's what team silent did where they spent a whole shitload of time in like the Pacific Northwest and took a billion photos and stuff. And then they ran back to Japan and then made silent Hill. And there's this weird thing where I think this goes into like a form of that uncanny Valley, which again, I think plays into what you're saying about liminal space as well, where they take what's familiar to us um, and twist it in a way and it's not quite right even before things get really fucking scary and like the other world comes about and everything is that there's just something like so wrong about everything like i I think it's actually funny that like the first Silent hill game the school is a spitting image for the school from uh kindergarten cop they literally just copy pasted really? <laughs> yeah if you, it's actually incredible if you look at it um most, oh, of, most of the references for the school is kindergarten comp and kindergarten it's really strange <laughs> so like if you ever watched that as a kid and then played silent hill you will have this like this tiny little voice in your head is going like it's like this seems really familiar when you're at the school <laughs> it's like i don't know i thought that was incredible it's like they They consumed so much American media when making uh, Silent Hill, and they really wanted to translate that across. And because it's like it's a foreign thing to them, it feels like it's an interpretation of America in a way. And that's, again, I think plays into what's unsettling about Silent Hill and those like quiet moments before like the horror actually
0: shows up. Well, it's, it's just places that you recall, places that you remember. And so you're walking through them. And you have this memory, this recollection that just like nags at the back of your head as you're going through here. And it helps to really kind yeah. of, hel- it helps with the atmosphere too, because not only are you going through this space that you remember, but you're going through this space you remember in like Hellworld version of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, where the walls oh, yeah. are literally skin. Oh God,
2: <laughs> I, I, I remember playing that for the first time when I was a kid and me and my brother like we're we had our PlayStation and we were in a dark room and we were playing that shit and like the first time it went to the other world and like the ground turned to like rusted grating and there's like fucking skin walls and shit me and him were shitting ourselves because we we're like we know we've been here this is the same hallway that we just walked through but it's like fucked and it's different and it was fucking with us so bad oh, like we were the- genuinely so tired tar-
1: Music in it is so fucking immaculate, too. Like, holy shit. Because, yeah. like, during that scene when it turns to rust, everything's quiet. Not, there's no music. And then, as soon as it turns to rust, it almost sounds like a f***ed up heartbeat mixed with, like, is that literally sounds like anxiety? And it's yeah. so fucking good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sound design playing its, like, hugest role, I think, again, in horror. I think it's incredibly important that, uh, there's a thing in filmmaking where it's like um it's like what like when it comes to like the tier of what's most important like we 're such visual creatures like people, human beings like we're so visual um and we th- we instantly think that the image is probably like the most important thing, but it's like the least important thing, and sound design is always kind of king it's always above it, and i 'm saying this as like a cinematographer it's like unfortunately, I have to admit that sound design is more important than cinematography. But, like, that is also dialed up to 11 when it comes to anything horror-related, is that sound gets to us on such a more visceral level than, I think, even, like, um, imagery. Although imagery is very strong and can totally stand on its own. Like, you can show somebody a still image, you can send to them in the DMs on Twitter, and they open that shit, and it can genuinely terrify them. But, like, um, the sound of like like very realistic sound of like just playing a sound clip of somebody like scratching on the other side of their door or something like that will fuck with you so deeply and like the sound of somebody full tilt running at you or something just audio of that shit will fuck with you or just the sound
0: of something like banging in the distance and then banging a little closer and then banging a little closer and then it sounds like it's right outside your door
1: it, because you guys yeah. ever, yeah, if you, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: <laughs> but I was just going to say that real quick that it's, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you can, you can close your eyes when you see something scary, but you can't really turn off your ability to hear. Mm-hmm. So even when you're yeah. like scared in the theater and you like cover your eyes, you know, you're still hearing the movie. You're still hearing these sounds. And I think that contributes to why. Great sound design can make or break a horror film.
1: Well, yeah. And if you watch like those like Ghost Hunter shows, even though you know I think a lot of them are you know probably bullshit. Like the thing that scares people the (laughs) most is being alone and then thinking you're hearing footsteps. It might just be like it being an old ass building and it crackling because that's what buildings do. They make tink noises and all that kind of stuff. But it just it fucking with your head enough to where it even sounds vaguely like a person in the same room as you really yeah. fucking scary
2: it's um i think it's I, I think it's really something that's kind of important and uh because I, I think i was mentioning before we started the call or we started recording this like this horror film that I saw very recently or it was last night and it was really really fucking bad and it was really trying to be scary and one of the worst aspects of it was like the sound design and it just killed it's like this this movie actually had a moment where it really was getting scary. Sorry, the movie is called. Um, it's a Thai horror film from 2017. It's called The Promise, or I think the alternate title is Corpse The Promise. Like, um, it's got a really interesting f- premise, and it, it, it like the first thirty minutes of the film is. The year is 1997, and there's two schoolgirl best friends. They might even be like a little bit more than friends. It's kind of slightly implied um, that who really care about each other, but and they're and they're like they, they're they both uh, have wealthy families, but there's like a massive financial crash that happened in like ni- 1997 for Thailand. And uh, basically, they go from like rich upper middle class to um poor as fuck overnight like all of their money and assets are like liquidized and they make a suicide pact because their lives are kind of like essentially ruined like their futures and their prospects are like gone and they think that their lives are over so they go to this like half-built apartment building that they're like one of their fathers was building and they make a suicide pact and they're like we're gonna kill ourselves and then the friend puts a gun in her mouth and blows her brains out in front of the other and she's supposed to take the gun and finish herself off and then she just runs away and it cuts to like 2017 she's an adult and then it's just like she has a daughter who's the exact same age she was when this happened and they go to the building because she wants to buy it because it's like she has like horrible but fond memories of this building and she wants to secure the building and Redevelop it, and through some means, her daughter gets possessed by her old friend, and she wants her to finish the "quote unquote" the promise and kill herself. Um, it's like that sounds like a great concept for a horror film. Yeah, I was about to absolutely say, I was fucking, that
0: sounds amazing. Yeah, absolutely,
2: absolutely botched after like the fucking first like forty minute mark. Absolutely fucking botched. It is the most melodramatic, like cry fest movie i've ever seen the the soundtrack is like the sweeping like please cry please cry while watching our movie <laughs> and like, like sad piano every please
1: <laughs> no, please they... cry, please <laughs> cry
2: <laughs> it's like they play the same sad piano song at nauseum repeatedly like six times in the span of like 10 minutes And i'm like shh, shh, oh my god and it's like the acting is so melodramatic and then when you get to the conclusion, it, we were just actually fucking laughing. So those like batshit stuff happens, it's like, in bad CG, like a person falls oh, off the building no. and their body is CG. And it's like, and they're not actually falling. They just minimize, like they like shrunk their body to make it look like they were falling away. It's like, no, no, no. It's like, so no matter how good, and I bet you this script looked amazing. Like, I bet you the screw, like, I I told you the beginning concept, and that is fucking solid. That's a good movie concept right there. But the execution, abysmal, and that's, that's, that, that can be the problem. But again, sound design was also a huge, huge problem with that. Also, also objects not making the sounds that they should. Like, a kettle is going off in, like, the kitchen. It's like, ooh, somebody, like, she walks in, she wakes up the first night that her daughter's, like, possessed. And her entire apartment is, like, torn apart. And the kettle is on the boil and it's already boiling, but then she sees something creepy and she gets closer to it, and then the kettle starts making that like whistling sound. It's like it wouldn't make that, it makes absolutely no sense. It's already boiling. Why did it just choose this moment to start bo- like little shit like that? It's like really conveniently dumb. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't
0: do that.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> a continuity error
0: because it, they shouldn't have had it boiling yeah. until. You know she was approaching the thing or whatever yeah it's it just and
2: like and that that is a tiny little nitpick or like that but when there's like i swear to god there are like 50 examples just like that throughout the course of the film and it just makes you kind of like it keeps taking you out of it and there's really funny shit like it's a bit of a spoiler but the mom gets so fed up that she's like fine fuck it i'll kill myself <laughs> and she like puts a gun in her mouth and tries to pull the trigger and like it doesn't go off and like somehow the ghost is like stopping the bullets from firing and then the ghost appears in front of her and then she tries shooting the ghost <laughs> it's so fucking stupid it's like um and then the this. gun yeah the gun conveniently works whenever the plot needs it to or it doesn't work it's like um and then oh fuck this is amazing. She goes okay you won't let me kill myself fine and she drives over to the ghost's mom's house and puts a gun to her head and says I'll fucking kill your mom. Man. I'll fucking do it. I'll fucking do it. I'll do it. And she and like and she does and she proves that the ghost, like the ghost is there by grabbing her friend's ashes and then smashing them against the wall and then you see the silhouette of a person that isn't like Ashen, oh,
1: uh,
2: and okay. it, 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 like to prove that the ghost is standing right there or some shit, um, it, and it's it, really it's funny. Is not your
1: friend's ashes? Is okay? <laughs>
2: yeah, and then she's like, "Oh fuck I'll kill
1: your mom,"
2: and then she doesn't because she's not like that horrible, but she is like also a horrible person. It's a uh, it's a great. I like it's hard to get your hands on because it was a Netflix exclusive, and then they ripped it off. I think like months later, I found a torrent of it. But it's kind of hard to get your hands on it. But, like, if you want a good fucking laugh, you want to see, like, a horror film, like, absolutely, like, drop the ball. It's it's really good for that, at least. I think I'm just going to upload clips to Twitter because it's so worth it.
0: That seems like something that would be fun to watch with uh, Kino, Spooky.
1: Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's see what he has <laughs> to say about it.
2: Yeah, just the kind of, like, you get drunk and take the piss out of a movie kind of movie.
1: Uh-huh. Actually, uh, me and him and a couple of other friends we're gonna watch uh, Tokyo Gore Police, which is uh, Ooh. which is also another like it's 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 fantastic with how stupid it is like one of those kind of things. With the name uh, it- Tokyo Gore Police, it's literally just yeah. gore fest. So <laughs> yeah, at least, at
2: least it's at least it's owning it. It's like it's just kind of like i don't know it's like it's It's like so over the top and schlock yeah but like it's owning it that's like that's cool i admire that
1: i i haven't seen it since like high school um but i if i remember correctly there's like some weird disease going on and and there's like this cop lady who's like a cop samurai and she kills random japanese people with you know with the (laughs) highest of blood pressures to where it's like a fucking fire hose coming out (laughs) um and then at one point this girl gets her lower half cut and then she turns into this giant teeth vagina monster. <laughs> <that laughs> Eat men. So yeah. I think it's I've weird. seen that clip. It's, of it's the, posted of the
0: teeth vagina monster.
1: It was posted over at 4chan on the internet back in the day, but it's oh, it's yeah, so it's, it. it's fun with how stupid it is. But yeah, you know, it like I, I I do like schlock from time to time. Not everything has to be like a pro- perfect 10 out of 10 movie but I will say the best yeah. horror movie I've seen it's probably one of the best movies I've ever seen recently I watched it it was the the bitch or the witch oh yeah
2: no I love that Edgar Wright or and, no no sorry not uh uh Eggers, Robert Eggers there
1: the same guy who made the lighthouse which is like his his oh well, you were talking about atmosphere I think he's like it's like a king. god with it yeah he's a king of no. atmosphere
2: and I really, really appreciate his uh, attention to detail when it comes to historical accuracy and stuff, because like, um, he really like, but he cares, I think, the most about making you feel like you're there mm-hmm. and he does that in spades. Yeah, like the
1: With the, the
2: Sorry. Well, like the lighthouse, especially. Yeah, like, but even the Puritan era, America yeah, the
1: dialect, like it was so thick. I had to, like, turn on the subtitles so I could understand what they were saying.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I remember people getting pissed in the theater when watching that. <laughs> they were, they were mad like pe- because like they saw newest horror film and they brought like their girlfriend there and they're all speaking like ye olde English and they're like, and like I can't repeat what this guy said, but he's like, it's like, yo, what's this guy saying? And like throwing his popcorn at the fucking screen and shit.
1: What a Neanderthal! <laughs>
2: no, actually, the I there's been a few movies that I've gone to where somebody wandered in and they wanted to see what was like they, their idea of like horror films is like the Conjuring universe.
1: Oh, and, so normies.
2: Yes and they bring their girlfriend cuz they they're kind of just there to like yeah and um make
1: out yeah <laughs> probably
2: yeah and and um that happened three times and it was when i saw it comes at night people were booing at the end of the movie cuz they're like yo it never came at night <laughs> what came at night like it's like they were mad that there wasn't like it wasn't a zombie apocalypse movie uh which and uh hereditary the really? second time i saw hereditary people were like the movie ended and then like the first time i saw hereditary there was like fucking six of us in that theater and we were all so hyped like the movie ended and i turned to like somebody sitting like six rows back i was like you see that shit and they're like yeah that was fucking crazy and we like both loved it and then the second time i saw it in theater it was a little bit more crowded and then like some guy was like laughing during the entire like uh ending sequence Mm -hmm. and it's like and i get it like even the director says himself he's like yeah like like this might seem silly to some people like what happens but like yeah some people were just not having it like not at all this
1: is why i avoid movie theaters or if i do want to go to a movie theater i'm just like oh the nostalgia aspect of it haven't gone to a movie theater in two years since the pandemic happened And I'm just like, oh, nothing but crap is showing. Why even go?
0: You mean that you're not going to get a nice, big, tall bucket of popcorn and a large drink and sit down to watch your favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Spooky? Mm, I can't wait for Eternals. (laughs) It's going to be so good. Eternals is going to be a paradigm-shifting movie, just not in the way that they're hoping.
1: Or is did like they reset, are they doing something like the Marvel comics where they reset every so often so people can come in and watch? They're
2: probably gonna do that.
1: I mean, I, I think I,
0: they're gonna do that, but I don't think Eternals will be that movie. Eternals is essentially the the one of the gravest sins in all of, of cinema, and that's, they're doing a prequel movie to explain where these characters came from in doing so in a universe that's like 40 movies in already <laughs> so yeah oh
1: and oh, it has the added benefit lame.
0: it has the added benefit of being the super multicultural diversity squad yeah and that that's... is one of the selling points of the movie how how diverse the cast is
1: are the chinese going to like it cuz that's the only thing that's going to determine if it's a hit or not that's how fucking stupid these movies are if the Chinese like it, then it's golden. If they don't, then it's trash. It uh,
0: remains to be seen how China will respond.
1: I mean, is they, do they have a black bit character in the main cast? That, that person sure isn't so. going to be on the poster. <laughs> in China, I mean, at least.
2: <laughs> He's going to be the most minimized fucking one on the poster. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That, that's another thing. Is like, aren't they aliens? I like that, like, they're, they, but they still got the diversity of an after school special. <laughs> <laughs> all, all these aliens were like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, who got dibs on white? It's just, <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what an asshole. I wonder why he picked them oh uh, <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> my god
1: yeah i mean like uh i've i, I will say like aliens at a, the movies and even games are usually like the most bastardized like monster thing that's ever been made because it's like people make aliens half the time to want to fuck them and yeah. they don't make them like something scary like you can't like even imagine that's why like uh hp lovecraft and Actual alien movies—that's what they get right—is their actual yeah. alien design. And yeah, you know, then you have like Mass Effect, that just like we're gonna make them blue, and she's gonna have a blue pussy. You're gonna fuck yeah. that blue pussy. It's gonna <laughs> be to the fucking great. We'll bang,
0: okay? <laughs> we'll bang Yeah,
1: okay. it's. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of alien designs are just—they're just lame. A little lame like
2: the, even even the ship's ai ended up being like this absolute like buxom babe or something like that like the body it chose was like this like double stacked like, <laughs> yeah it's just like it's so strange it's like i love it though <laughs> like it's like it's like somebody took they're like oh, i'm gonna make my own sci-fi universe and it's gonna be like the best of Star Wars and, like, uh, Star Wars Extended Universe shit, Star Trek, blatantly. But it's me like, the horny meter is just going to be dialed up to 11. <laughs> you can basically fuck, like, every character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My name is Commander Shepard, and I'm going to suck and fuck my way across the galaxy.
1: <laughs> me and Gator, we just watch anime and play video games in our spaceship that we're on right now. I don't know if we'll have the drawings, and we're trying to... <laughs> We're trying to actually make the spaceship happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about this since, like, episode one, that we want to have, like, this cool overlay of, of, like, us on a spaceship, and, you know, to oh, kind of, awesome. like, riff on all of our favorite animes from back in the day, and, and Megas XLR, and, and Gundam, and yeah Captain Harlock, Battleship mm-hmm. Yamato, all, all that fun stuff. Eventually we'll get there. I actually have the, the very terrible sketches sitting on my desk over here that I drew. I'm gonna send it to a, uh, to one of our, uh, one of our, like, friends' friends who does, like, art and stuff to get that drawn up. So that'll be fun when all that's done.
1: Yeah, then we'll have lore on the (laughs) Anime Boomers podcast.
0: Right, fucking lore, yeah. (laughs)
1: Because we're
0: autistic, remember?
2: I'd say big dick, big dick movies. You just steal Angry Joe's ship design in interior. You just take
1: it. <laughs> just, <Bro. laughs>
2: you literally just copy paste it. And be like, yeah, this is our
0: new ship. What just do you think, draw. Guys? Just draw over Angry Joe <laughs> in like MS Paint.
1: That's, that's the background. Don't even do and that. Do. Just put a giant scribble, <laughs> and it still shows him, just, but just enough.
2: Yeah, and in the background is an Easter egg. There's just a shrunken in version of like Angry Joe who's just like a squished like JPEG of him
1: and then you and put, he's like, in the like You put like the Nostalgia Critic Creepypasta that I drew on Oni plays <laughs> as opposed to in the
2: back. <laughs> this is a cool ship. He, <laughs>
1: God. He's always watching and always waiting to review movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, is there anything yeah. else we need to talk about? We we're gonna keep this relatively short because we know Mark is a busy, busy boy.
2: Um, yeah, I will have to go in the next like a couple. Uh, I'd say like a ten, fifty, or sorry, fifteen, twenty minutes or so. um We, what about favorite
0: horror games? Mm-hmm. Ooh, favorite horror games. This was a topic I wanted to talk about uh because we really didn't get to go into the PewDiePie stuff that much. Yeah, but you know, I really got into Let's Play uh, because of PewDiePie and watching his watching his. uh it's hilarious. Like, just this Swedish guy screaming for his life playing playing uh, Amnesia. And one of the things that he did as well was he played a lot of like horror RPG Maker games.
1: Yes. We were going to yeah. talk about that. Indie yes. horror like RPG Maker yeah. games. Yes.
0: And like, you I... wouldn't think, when you think about like RPG Maker, you, like, you wouldn't really think it was like, oh, this, this is going to be the medium that can tell like some really scary, really creepy stories. But like he played this game, um Mad Father. And that game was genuinely yeah. like really, really creepy.
2: Yeah, it's got a really fucked up premise. It's good though.
1: Or like, no. I i know. I just there's something about like indie game developers, because a lot of this like is um developed from what's that game called? Mother. What's it called? Mother? Yes. Yes, Mother. So a lot of that inspiration, the the the, the inspiration that came out from that game is just like It's huge, like because it created this kind of weird RPG imagination that people didn't really think that would could be a thing. But then it opened up this world of storytelling. I mean, obviously, Undertale is inspired by it. But Mm -hmm. but all this like different kinds of storytelling with indie horror is so fucking good. Also, like when Doki Doki Literature Club became a thing, it blew my mind because I was like, they're doing something super unique. I've never seen before. It got me excited. And that's the thing with these RPG maker games. Like as as kind of crappy as they kind of look, sometimes play, it's just like you get really invested in the story. And also a thing with these kind of RPG games is because they're a little bit low, lower quality. You kind of put the imagination with your brain. So a lot of your brain does the imagination of what these characters look like and how they interact while this text yeah. is scrolling by.
0: It fills in the gaps, mm-hmm. like uh, Yume Nikki. We were talking about that the yeah. other day
1: fucking love yeah. you May nikki you May nikki is just like again one of those like perfect like kind of horror games but it's not really horror too it's just like kind of unsettling and like the way that it's trying to tell like it because you May nikki the whole point of it is just supposed to like kind of describe depression like anxiety going through a psychosis because it's about a woman who refuses to leave her her room and so you go kind of like this fantasy realm that tells you the story of i believe her name is actually nikki um i think that's the actual character's name right Is he my nikki it's um it, M- madotsuki?
0: it's madotsuki. Yeah.
1: madotsuki yes yes sorry <laughs> been a minute but you get to like learn her character through just the imagery alone and like the story has to tell and you fill in the pieces and it's just it's 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 a it's a piece of art it's not even like a video game it's a piece of fucking art and you can really
0: see the inspiration for things like undertale that come directly from it
2: yeah that's it's um i think there's really something to say about like the fact that you can like despite the medium that you can transform something like that's rpg maker into something that's like really genuinely terrifying because if a book can do it why can't you do it with a visual novel as well and like you have some added benefit there too with the visuals but i think you're right with the sense that it's like it's so stripped down in a lot of places that it gives your brain the ability to fill in the gaps Mm -hmm. and make it terrifying for yourself and i i have i've only ran into like one or two kind of games that are that sort of like play style that I actually found terrifying, but I need to play more of them. I haven't been enough because I think the first one I played gave me such a bad taste in my mouth. I think the, the game was called Claire, although that's like oh, a side scroller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, 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 I didn't like it. And then I, I think I played. Um, oh, what was that? That first one, it's like the giant fucking blue or the purple guys. Oh, yeah. Al-Oni. Yeah, Al-Oni. Yeah. I was, yeah. was going to bring it Al-Oni. Although, although, like, I liked it. I actually really liked it. Like, it's not amazing, but it's like, it, like, it's decent. Um, and I, I can see how it kind of, like, really started something.
0: Well, what I, what I love about Al-Oni is that it completely throws a lot of your typical expectations in an RPG out the window. Like for instance, there's, yeah. a, there's a there's a part of the game where if you go into your menu and you leave your menu, it'll be right there and scares the crap out of you and you lose. And it's just like there's like different situations where if you do traditional things that you would normally in an RPG, you just lose. Yeah, and you can't trust like other and characters. It's
1: or. Like uh another thing with like the visual novel aspect of it, I know like Mine and Gator, are some of our favorite, you know, games technically, but also anime is Higarashi no naku Korani, and then Neko no naku Korani, which are like they're um who done it novels essentially. Yeah. They're murder, murder mysteries
0: mystery, you know? mixed with psychological horror. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So And then you have like, uh, like Doki Doki who kind of takes that but like amps that up even to like a next level two where it's like she actually has like she can look through your computer and actually talk to you like you're there. And then there's hints of what's happening what their what is their name the uh, people making it project something. Oh,
2: yeah, I forgot the name.
1: Oh, man, it's that named after the guy creating it. But there's a whole other story that they're trying to tell with this and it's about reality bending shape-shifting i'm i i think that uh that guy who does like uh who's the guy who does like the friday night that Fre- Fre- freddy fingered
2: oh uh, uh, Fre- freddy Frasbear, the fucking No, um,
1: i'm talking about the guy who does like the the nerd science thing and he's got a really oh. annoying whiny voice <laughs>
2: oh god he measures uh, luigi's
1: penis from that uh, time to <laughs> time oh
2: game theory matpat Matt Pat. oh yeah, yeah.
1: Matt Pat. yeah few videos explaining it <laughs> which i mean there are good videos but like I just matpat is such a ridiculous person he's an but. exceptional
0: exceptional individual <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: he, he's uh I, th- I think the man is like like an actual fucking sociopath or some shit <laughs> Uh, What was that? He 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 did like immediately like it was it was fucking like year 2020 the the month of like March and he did a fucking video called which which (laughs) yeah which video game character would survive coronavirus? It's like Matt, there's there's people dying (laughs) and he's just like I think it's Mario because of his mustache it would filter out a lot of the virus. (laughs) It's just like you're a mental gaze, like stop, so he has to stop this fucking mad bastard. I found out he has like something like six alt accounts that are all theory based, and there was like food theory, and I found food theory, and I literally almost fucking threw my monitor. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: are like, McDonald's
0: cheeseburgers really made out of people? Do 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck
2: it, man. That that fucking scrabble brain fucking lunatic. It's like um when the Coney 2012 shit happened and like the guy who started it was found stark naked on Hollywood Boulevard screaming about iPhones and like punching the cement and shit. I feel like that's gonna be Matt Pat in like two years from now. I- He's just gonna be found wandering the streets naked and like screaming about Luigi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My favorite, my favorite MatPat story though is speaking of Undertales, when he gave the Pope a copy of Undertale. <laughs> How do you,
2: He's like game of flash drive. He probably doesn't even have a fucking PC. He's like, okay. <laughs> <This> <laughs> barely yeah, alive
1: exactly. old man trying to teach the word of Jesus Christ, and he's just like, here, take this Undertale. It's don't look up Undertale. You might come across like thousands of furry porn images, but you know.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. <sighs> I can't I believe he handed the Pope a flash drive with Undertale on it. Yeah!
1: <laughs>
2: Nothing but Undertale. And a JPEG <laughs> of Sans, <laughs> handing him weed. It's- <laughs> And that was all that was on the thumb drive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, he's mental. Uh, like, I've never seen a human being not be able to read the room...
1: More ...better. Than that. Like,
2: yeah, he, he- his- his fucking editor committed suicide and he did like an apology upload video the next day or some weird shit (laughs) yeah did you not see that it's like he did a fucking like eulogy to his friend but it got really weird about halfway through because he started talking about like he it was like he was doing damage control he was like i can't imagine that his pain had anything to do with working with me what's like oh my God. like oh dude my God. like <laughs> why it's like first off you shouldn't be making this like you should have done like a twit longer and then left it uh it, he did a crying like 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 sits down in front of a camera sighs i'm in a really dark place right now guys like video <laughs> it was like the next day after he died yeah <sighs> I don't know why! Losing the battle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are you trying to say your friend lost the battle like it's a goddamn video game?
2: Yeah, he he didn't get enough coins! He he got hit by Eggman, he lost all his rings, and now he's dead!
1: Look at all those tags!
2: I didn't <laughs> give my chili dog fast enough. Now my fr- my friend and editor is dead.
1: Wait, wait, we gotta look at those tags too. Digressing and side questing. Game theorist announcement update.
2: What the
1: fuck? He
2: put this on a video that's about like whom I assume Game is his E3. personal friend. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get ready for that E three. I'll get ready for the fucking like you you have to tag everything like oh i filmed this with a, a sony a7s i better tag that in the video where i talk about my friend committing suicide oh. he's an alien he's a fucking alien he's a reptoid oh,
1: so this is the lizard people alex jones told me about
2: <laughs> no, jesus christ no he's, he's he's not even real he's a simulation i don't
0: <laughs> That's the, cool. that's the 12th layer of the game theory, that Matt Pat doesn't actually exist. He's look, a figment of our imaginations, look, projected what, from the 12th this the, dimension.
1: This is actual, this is real horror. We want to talk about scary stuff this whole time? The fact that MatPat is just a lizard person that doesn't have any real emotions working as editor to death is the real scary situation. But hey, that's
0: just a theory. A game theory. <laughs> Oh my god, imagine
2: if there's like a creepypasta. It's like his editor's working. He's like, you know, I've never actually seen Matt Pat's face now that I think about it. And he goes to the office room and there's like no security that day. And he walks in, and it's just a big towering PC. And it's like, you shouldn't be here in his voice. And it's like, and then he got off. He got like Hillary Clinton. And like, and then he's talking about it's like, my editor lost the battle, guys. And like <laughs> everything we ever see of him is just a digital fucking like fucking print he's, f- like, he's
1: either just like connected to the computer like he's like this weird like it, like can't describe figure that's <laughs> melted together with the fucking computer or if he's like mr Wells from fallout new vegas like he is the computer it's
2: <laughs> a fucking brain in a jar or some shit there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's like I, I i silence my um uh, empathy inhibitors so that i can become a better youtuber it's like, <laughs> so he uploads like 50 different theory videos on all five of his channels oh i have to make an apology video for my uh, dead editor <laughs> <laughs> fucking christ <laughs> mental case I, I gave the pope a, a flash drive with undertale on it <laughs> <laughs> fucking lunatic yeah. that is you know what that i think that i think that is honestly at the end of the day the scariest thing is matpat do not let him into your house do not let him into your hard drive. A vampire
0: <laughs> yeah he's he, he's a digital vampire <laughs> he's like ben drowned and a vampire all mixed into one don't let him don't if you invite him in then he just lives he lives inside you now oh
2: The only thing scarier than uh, the actual Five Nights at Freddy's uh, lore is the fact that this man is so fucking obsessed with it. I I know what the funniest thing, too, is like the creator, Scott, I forget his name. Scott Coffin. um, Yeah, he he kept saying that he's like, you're wrong about the lore. He just kept telling him, he's like, no, no, that's incorrect. You didn't get it right. And he just kept going. It's like oh like he did. uh, He covered salad fingers. David Firth um and he tried to cover the lore of salad fingers and david firth was like no dude you're you're straight up wrong that's not what the like that's not the secret hidden meaning but he just like keeps going he just ignores and deflects all like criticism he just runs with bullshit he just his videos literally are just spewing bullshit for like
1: for stupid toddlers on on fucking like here's the thing if i was a 12 year old i'd be like oh matt pat's my favorite he's so cool but you know as a not that, as a grown-ass woman, I I think that he's just a clout chasing retard that yeah. is basically like he does nothing but work. Like he just does nothing but work and tries to like make videos for stupid babies that can't think for themselves and yeah. and uh, just does stupid shit like Luigi's penis actual size. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my god. Um we're gonna actually mathematically measure uh samus's breast like fuck, okay <laughs> stop uh, he he's a he's a theater kid dropout like no wonder he's just like Wait, what really yeah he is I um
1: know. his no wonder his videos so are just sense. nothing
2: but like attention seeking <laughs> sorry matt <laughs> that but it's true
1: that is that i hope he doesn't i hope so much sense
2: yeah <laughs> I hope he doesn't see this and calls me out like Dunk did.
1: Wait, <laughs> Dunky called you out? <laughs> yeah, he did. That's amazing. Dunky put me in his best...
2: Yeah, Dunky put me in his best of uh, 2019 video because I called his, like, Death Stranding review shit for, like, 40 minutes. I, like, broke it down, like, scene by scene. I was like... This is like factually wrong I like i don't think Dunky knows how to play this video game it's like it's really bad and he like put my face in his video three times and his audience like harassed me for a they're, year straight
1: i the only time i think <laughs> i've ever gotten like fucking so frustrated with youtube comments beyond belief was dealing with video game Dunky's videos or video uh, audience because they're so yeah. fucking retarded like they're they are. incredibly retarded like they're like because like it was it was me um necro and dimitri monroe were just like reviewing his um what was it that fucking uh what was that game with uh looks like ellen page as the main character has zombie characters and she's like a stinky lesbian and they kill oh, off oh uh, fuck! Uh, it's on the tip of my I, tongue
2: <laughs> me too i know it's like i fucking know it later and, um, what is oh, it <laughs> last of us two right yes, last of us last two of us too.
1: <laughs> yes and so donkey was like everyone's stupid but me or this game is not that bad actually and then we broke down yeah, if you his don't review. like this game
2: you're an idiot essentially is what he said
1: yeah well he's just a <laughs> smug asshole, and he's not really funny um so there's there's that and he and because he's got this really like quick videos and he's smug and he just has enough editing to where um, brainless retards can watch it for like a couple minutes and feel smarter and better than everyone else. He has like the worst accumulated audience of all time. And, uh, because we were talking about, you know, why Donkey was wrong, the, the, the most that these retards could come up with is like, oh, my God, how could you talk about this 12 minute video for like an hour? That's so stupid. How can you stretch <laughs> maybe, that out? It's like, yeah, that's it's how like fucking maybe, discussions work, you fucking idiots.
2: I, I like, I, yeah, I literally ask people, it's like, should my video be shorter than his? Like, I don't understand. How is that even physically fucking possible? It's like, there's so much shit to sift through and talk about that it is longer. Yeah, it's way longer than like his video. Yeah. This is oh, one of no. my
0: favorite things that happened. Yeah, was <laughs> the the this tweet <laughs> manifesting Sora and Smash primarily because it might just make video game donkey so mad he immediately dies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the yes. Um, just, it's
0: it's yeah. He, like, he
2: he he he's blatantly said that he hates like RPGs and then he reviews them. It's like yeah and he has the most like this was boring like takes it like his 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 analysis of it is like this is boring and dumb and i didn't like it's like thumbs up great like it's not for you it really you even said that yourself it's like clearly so why why review it
1: it's just like if you find the video game mechanics grindy and boring that's fine but then you're going to be like, this is the main point of contention why this game's bad. And it's like, what? That's like playing like a DDR game. It'd be like, you know, I have to press the buttons up and down, left and right, over and over again. That's boring. And it's like, that's the game mechanics. That's the whole point of the fucking game, you fucking It's idiot. called it Dance Dance Revolution,
0: fart. not sit on your ass and <laughs> <laughs> look at the screen revolution.
1: Just sit on your ass and fart. Yeah, listen to games. Oh, God.
0: Bug <laughs> dancing <laughs> mechanics. Oh, God.
2: It's, it's, uh, it's like I, uh, I, it's ign tier it's ign tier. the thing that it's made like,
1: me the thing that made me like finally like hit the unsubscribe button a video game donkey was i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but it's one of his newer videos where all he does he doesn't have any commentary over it but he takes other game reviewers and they and they compare one game to another and they're like this game reminds me of this game and they're like, yeah, and they're like, well, this game also reminds me of this game just to like be, I guess, like a point of contention when people compare two games together into one game that makes him a really weak, stupid reviewer. I don't know what his point was, but it came off as like arrogant and stupid. Like, it's like, yeah. motherfucker, people do that all the time where they like they take inspiration from one thing and combine it with another. You're not fucking like a high IQ individual just because you pointed it out with a video game reviewers to it, stupid fat yeah. retard fuck him fuck video game donkey such a yeah, fucking I, smug asshole
2: i really used to like him too and it's like it's i was so uh...
1: smug like smugness is honestly the ugliest characteristic that people can ever like present themselves especially on the internet and it's ugh. and it because he takes himself as like oh I'm a comedian guys you can't take what i say seriously and if you get mad you're stupid for it because i'm a comedian yeah, that... now
2: that constant defense of, like, his audience will just constantly go. It's like, no, no, you don't get it. It was a joke. It was satire. That That's what they said about his, like, Death Stranding review. They're like, Mark, you're an idiot. You missed it. That was satire. I'm like, so what is he satirizing? They're like, I- it's a joke. I'm like, no, 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 no. You said it was satire. And even if it's a joke, like, what is he satirizing? Like, bad the game joke, reviews? the joke,
1: motherfucker. There is none. Yeah, like,
2: it's like, it, like, and he put it under his, like, serious game reviews, like, playlist and he doesn't seem to be like taking the piss he seems like he's genuinely frustrated with the game but if you like you look at his gameplay he's just like ignoring the tutorial it's it's cuphead it's like the cuphead like tutorial piece
1: (laughs) you know where the guy's not
2: reading the screen and he like fucks up and goes oh my god this game's horrible
1: you know what i heard someone compare video game donkey to game journals now because that's how much he's deteriorated with his content i can you know what i believe it I believe it he's like because he's so clouched like hungry to get out videos and he has to play so many video games just skip the tutorial and forget about the game mechanics and just pitch a bitch that... for about 10 minutes if not lesser and that's a that's a video game donkey review
2: it makes me want to do this less and less <laughs> <laughs> like uh actually like um yeah, I, I I hate that that's where it went. I actually had no idea he was ever going to respond to me because I'm, like, so small. And, like, it was just... I think we watched his video live on my Twitch, and then I just ranted for about, like, an hour, trimmed it down to about, like, 40 or 50 minutes or something. And then, like, people were like, oh, you should upload it. Like, that would actually make for a pretty, like, funny video. And I did, and then it was just like a week later like donkey Self is like like jumping on me and shit and i'm like oh wow oh no i mean <laughs>
1: like, that just tells shit. you how insecure he actually is i mean like he just yeah, he's the- an insecure person that acts really smug for the to shadow his insecurity and that's just that's most smug people it's just they're insecure people i think he knows his content isn't that good like people on reddit probably fucking love it but the actual like Quality of his content isn't very good. He's not good at video games, and he he's pretty lazy. I, and... I
2: think you should stick to the comedy stuff, even if like it's not for yeah. everybody. That's his strong suit. That's really his strong suit. Yeah. But the rev Like the serious sit down review stuff is is it's not quite there. I don't yeah. I don't review shit because I don't think I'm like I don't think I'm good enough. Really, like uh, I have opinions and stuff, but I would never say like here's a concrete. Like, the most I ever review is, like, I'll watch a movie and then I put, like, the poster and the final score on Twitter. And that's it. I don't even elaborate.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like, that's that's what I, th- the semblance of what I thought of this movie. And I just leave it at that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, most of what I do when I, like, talk about, uh, like, reviewing or whatever, is I just talk about what I like or what I didn't like. Yeah. And usually I do that on Twitter because it's like, could I really make, like, a 10-minute video just talking about what I liked about this and what I didn't like about this? Probably not. And well, at least yeah. now I have a podcast where I can, you know, take, like, a little five-minute segment and be like, you know, this is why I like Vivi Florite's Eyes Song, which is a recurring theme, because it was, like, one of the best visually just stunning animes of the previous season. I, yeah. I've brought it up in just about every episode thus far. That's how much of an impact it had. Not horror, though. Oh, shit. We. I guess technically, maybe.
2: We, sh- we should end on another spooky thing right before I go. Um... Think of, think of something spooky I'm.
1: Uh, spiders are <laughs> icky I hate the way they sound when they crunch <laughs> oh. god
2: I hate them genocide <laughs> them I just get rid of them breed them out of existence
1: uh, mosquitoes uh. <laughs> are worse in my opinion those are actual hell yeah. spawns oh and also wafts fuck them
2: uh, that's a thing that I've seen in horror manga to kind of tie it back is um, some weird obsession with like bug and bug people i've noticed uh like i i think i i think i read like a horror manga and i can't remember the goddamn name but there was like somebody turns into like a human fucking wasp or some shit and it was fucking horrifying but like it wasn't like you know it wasn't like there it it wasn't like a really big wasp i mean like (laughs) the top of their they're wearing a funny hat and like said that they got some sort of head injury and then when it was revealed when like the hat came off there was like a giant kind of pulsating like waft stinger under his like for a head and like it extended out and like plugged itself into other people's like heads and shit and it was just like so like fucking disgusting and unnerving and like everything about it i hated it but like i've noticed like japan loves that sort of like bug fusion there's like yeah junji ito he did slug girl which is a really good manga shit like that well
1: like uh Uh. again i always bring about the hp lovecraft because he's just like the best horror writer ever um there's something about like bugs
0: he was good at naming cats too yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Junji Ito draws up uh, pretty neat looking cats too. Even when they're like their whole like that's another thing that's really like nice about um Junji Ito is like he does wholesome manga too. Like he, yeah, he does what's about like loving your cat and like a nice family wholesome. Con- it's still like his creepy <laughs> style, so it doesn't it doesn't feel wholesome, but it's still yeah. like it's wholesome. Like it's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. But there's something yeah, about the ma- i don't i don't really care for it but like it's just it's really prevalent because it is so like disgusting and like weird and creepy
2: yeah i think um especially junji ito he sort of scratches that itch like especially like he just he's got his finger on the pulse for what's really unsettling and what's really unnerving and i don't know where like how how can a person like sort of develop that and like how can they learn that i think like the closest thing he had to like Apparently he started out as a a surgeon. He was like studying to become like a surgeon doctor and he did dissections and he did even dissections on like human cadavers and stuff. And he ended up dropping out and then becoming like a, a mangaka artist. I think that's how it's pronounced. And um that's that's I don't know that's like that's fucking crazy and that's also why like the anatomy is so like w- weirdly accurate in his in his uh in his his manga and stuff and i've seen there's actually there's a really good short film segment of him it's like a day in the life of him and it's just him drawing for a comic and he goes through all these references and he has like um he has a literal like human anatomy book next to him that he references but it's like every organ every bone in the body like pulled out and he's referencing that and then drawing it. And it's like one of his earliest works was dissection girl. And it really shows that he's just kind of writing from what he knows and stuff. And like that, that whole, that manga is really fucked up. It's just about this girl who like is obsessed with being cut open and she like pretends to be dead and then puts herself on a slab so that like unsuspecting up and coming doctors will like cut her open without knowing that she's still alive. It's just it's just like absolutely fucked but you can see him like the early days like drawing from what he knows and then he like expanded and then he got into like fucking weird lovecraft shit mm-hmm.
0: the enigma of amigara fault which is you know known oh, by shit. all of the memes this hole was made for me and dur dur dur
2: <laughs> fucking hell it's so good i think that might have been like the first thing that i read by him
0: it was definitely the first i read
2: yeah it fucked me up.
0: Holy just shit! Just that last panel where you see the thing coming out. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I know it's it's nightmare fuel. He
2: he's amazing. <laughs> um. I I love the meme on Twitter of like Junji Ito's art, and it's just like. Like horrid depression and stuff, and it's like Jinji Ito He's just like
1: this, this happy guy. guy
2: who's he's fucking dabbing and nay and shit, and he's like looking like looking up cat videos and smiling.
0: And then
1: there's <laughs> Hayao Miyazaki, who's just like, it's like I this, hate yeah. you know, these
0: beautiful like happy little films. And Hayao Miyazaki was just like the human race was a fucking mistake. <laughs> Every day you I wake is- up makes me sad. <laughs>
1: Oh god! Same thing that goes with the people with the Hello Kitty profile pics, they're fucking monsters, every single one of them.
0: Yeah. That's how you All know right. that they're a sociopath, is the Hello Kitty just staring at you.
1: <laughs> More blankly. specifically, the, the Melody, uh, My Melody and Code Rumi, I think that's her name, like the one that looks like My yeah. Melody but with like the black cape, like the black and pink characters. That's how you know they're mm-hmm. actual fucking BPD horror <laughs> fucking
0: bitches. <Just laughs> Cut <fucking them laughs> your fucking dick off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and fucking yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But You know, all we right. haven't mentioned Jesus. Death Note like at all this entire time.
1: I'm oh, a little true. surprised.
0: That's that death note is we watched the terrible netflix version for like bonus content Mm. and it was it it, it killed our soul it made us laugh a lot but it killed our souls a little bit
1: or specifically like the last third was just like them falling off a a ferris wheel was just with like 80s like uh what was it called like melody music Uh, like it's it's, it it was it was we felt like the director wanted to make his like 80s movie 80s horror weird sex comedy, teen tom- comedy thing, but he never got around to it. So or even like a detective movie, but he just used Death Note as his medium to do that. It's why there was so much eighties music.
2: I i am not a fan of that director. Um, it's pretty
1: uh, trash. For forget- <laughs> what have you seen?
2: Yeah, I yeah, I for- I'm forgetting his name right off the top of my head. Maybe I'll look it up. It's but he did the Blair Witch remake or sequel thing uh the recent one from like 2017 or whatever um he adam wingard that's it yeah yeah adam wingard is not good and then if actually to tie it back one of his he actually directed one of the tapes for vhs it didn't make the cut from my my re-edit it's it's bad it's like the it's actually it's a really it's so bad it's funny premise where because again they have to come up with the excuse it's found footage somehow and this is a guy gets an experimental um robo eye put in his head and you're seeing everything you're seeing is a recording but um he said because of his robot eye he can now see dead people And they're coming for him. And then it's like it's like it's like that that really could be scary. But then all of a sudden this random like goth chick shows up at his house and has sex with him. And she's like, yeah, I have the same thing as you, but I can hear the ghosts. And she dies immediately. And she was just there to show titties and shove them in this like the cameras like lens. I'm not even fucking kidding. And then (laughs) it just ends with him dying because the ghosts get too close to him and he freaks out and like shoots himself in the face and, and it, the guy's played by adam wingard like the the first person view character is adam wingard himself and it's like oh man <laughs> oh man uh you did it death note the blair witch project sequel uh he did, he did, what, did whatever
1: that monkey versus lizard boofy
2: oh yeah godzilla versus kong yes, yes yeah he did oh didn't he oh fuck yeah I have oh, not boy seen how is that though I haven't seen it. I'm a huge Godzilla fan but it's the, that's the one that I just haven't seen and I haven't rushed to see either maybe and... it's because his name was attached I think I knew but
0: <laughs> you looked at you saw the name you're just like oh
2: yeah no I think as soon as I found out Adam Wingard was directing I, I actually stayed away from the theaters <laughs> I, I hate to say it like i'm sure he's a nice person it's just he's n- not a good director Fucking soy boy light yagami <laughs>
1: good, good
2: job good choice we,
1: we gets, like who gets saying,
2: outsmarted by the girl
1: we were saying how the the guy the naked brothers band the actual naked brother should be um, a voice actor because his screams are really good <laughs> and you know it's gonna kind of over you <laughs> like for like cartoons and stuff and it's like look if you're a yeah. naked brother's band former character actor and you do like animated stuff people in cons would love you like people would love that shit especially if you did like the crappy netflix or uh death note people would love that shit so you could become yeah. a fucking animated voice actor and you get like some <laughs> clout. from that
2: yeah oh god Huh. um i think that's my time i think yep. i gotta
0: cut out it's I, perfect I, I got many important right two hours
2: yes absolutely we
0: did it everybody clap we, congratulations. We, we did it <laughs> we didn't have a four-hour monstrosity like we did last year. congratulations
1: <laughs> <laughs> rah, rah. We, thank you mark mark marquisian yeah of of the oh. after darkness for coming on and enjoying some ween with us, because uh, I I don't know yes. I don't really like Halloween. It's my favorite holiday.
0: Um, you couldn't tell by your name, spooky and... Weep trash.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do like Christmas, but uh, <laughs> it's a... Halloween has a special place in my little dark goth heart. So,
0: yeah,
2: I'm I'm team Halloween. Um, it's uh it's my favorite time of year. I'm dressing up as Torgo, for the um, from uh, Manos the Hands of Fate. Manos the
1: Hands of Fate. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm dressing up as, uh, me being carried by Pepe. A costume.
0: <laughs> That's, cool. That's really good. What are it's... you dressing up as a skater? Uh, I actually haven't decided on my costume. Yet. I mean, I've, I've, I've got a couple ideas rolling around in my, rolling yeah. around in that brain of mine that mm.
1: small frail lizard brain of yours
0: small frail lizard brain
1: <laughs> like his eyeball Some,
0: somewhere in the recess but yeah thank,
1: oh. thank you for coming on and uh happy halloween if this gets out in time yeah. happy halloween yeah <laughs> you
0: should because i'm gonna
2: have halloween, <laughs> halloween, halloween everybody yay happy halloween everybody uh have a a good one and definitely eat the apples that look like they have razor blades. I'm Mark English when you turn out the lights I'll be in the darker your corner of your room I'll be there, always watching
1: Okay Santa <laughs> <laughs> Mark is just Santa <laughs> I'm, just,
2: I'm just skinny Santa
1: yeah. yeah, With your
2: pants down to your ankles. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> filming with oh, a little recorder. That's my
2: uncle <laughs> <laughs> oh no. All right, good night everybody. Jesus. See okay. you in the next episode. <laughs> everybody